Mmm. Hydrate. <sighs> nice. That's it. Okie dokie, do the hokey pokey. Here we go with another episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Deshaun, and joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs, he only eats coconut rice as a treat. It's Melbourne City Mega fan, Andy Gibson. Uh, thanks, Deshaun. Yeah, don't mind indulging in a bit of uh, coconut rice every once and again uh, with a bit of takeaway. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real good treat. Yeah. So, uh, yes, kicked off the night uh, in style tonight with a bit of takeaway. And uh, yeah, ready to get into a big, uh, another big episode. Every episode is a big episode on the four-man wall, mate. We Indeed. are cooking with gas. <laughs> and unfortunately not joining us today because he has money to make at his job is Damo. So last but not least, he thinks St Kilda is the worst part of Melbourne. It's Nicholas. Thanks, Rashad. Nothing more to add there. Let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> That's Straight it. That's business. all you got to say. <laughs> All right, fair fuck enough. I don't really mind that. That's, that's some good banter. Plenty of A-League to talk about. The return of the fraud. And we're going to go split the wall, but first things first. Australia have beaten Syria 1-0 and drawn one all with Uzbekistan since we last spoke. We have topped our group, so congratulations for the boys. And now we'll look ahead to the round of 16. So I'll start with my first burning question of the night to you, Andy. Will the Socceroos win the Asian Cup? Oh, great question. I uh, wish I knew the answer to that. Um, look, I'd love to say that, uh, you know, big big convincing yes, but um, no, I'm not not, not convinced uh, from what I've seen so far. I'm definitely not ruling okay. it out, of course. Uh, always have hope. They can definitely, definitely go all the way. I don't know, re- realistically, based on what we've seen in the uh, the group stage games, it certainly hasn't uh, set the world alight, you know. It hasn't been uh, very exciting football. Obviously, we topped the group, which is great, but you would expect that yeah, every day of the week with the uh, the competition we have. Yeah, yeah look, uh, definitely not ruling it out, but it's definitely not the same team that we're seeing, I think, um, compared to like what we saw in the, the World Cup. They're right. not as inspiring as they were uh, back then. So... They've got a lot of work to do, and I'm not sure exactly how Arnie goes about it, what, what changes he needs to make, because, yeah, I don't think what we've been serving up so far is going to be good enough to beat strong opposition, you know. But, you know, on our day, we're, we're good enough to beat anyone in this tournament. So, uh, yeah, look, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably say, yeah, like at this stage, maybe quarterfinals. But, you know, it's going to depend on who we come up against and um, who Arnie picks and... Yeah, I don't know. There's a, a lot yeah. to play out still, but uh, yeah, very interested to see how, how we'll go. When you said it's not really the same team that we saw in the World Cup, but this is kind of the football we played then too, like defensive, nothing particularly exciting, just snag a goal and see what happens. So what in your head has actually changed from from then till now? Yeah, I don't know. I think they just seem to lack a bit of creativity. Like, um, you're right, we, mm-hmm. we definitely did play a lot a lot of defensive football in the World Cup as well, but uh, we, we still had the desire to create opportunities then. Um, you know, we'd, right. we'd wait till the right moment, but 
um, there was definitely, you know, those those few key moments where we did really create big chances and, and scored goals against quality opposition. But I don't know, I'm, I'm not seeing the, the same uh, drive, I guess, to be, be creative and, uh, and be exciting this time around. So, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know, a bit of complacency, um, but, yeah, it's just doesn't seem quite as uh, inspiring and it's just got a bit of a different feeling to, to it, you know, like watching it, it doesn't yeah, yeah. feel like we're going to score anytime soon, whereas in the World Cup I, I felt like we, you know, even though we were defensive, there was uh, there's always something around a bite. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. But I, yeah. Do you tend to depends. agree, Nick, like there isn't as much kind of pizzazz about this team, not as much desire, not as much... Yeah, it feels very pragmatic. Um, it's a tough to gauge so far. I mean, aren't the Arnie Socceroos haven't done too well against the low blocks that you see that some defensively disciplined teams like India um, use against us. And the Socceroos do play well when they... I think like what Annie's trying to say is the Socceroos do play quite exciting football when they're kind of the underdogs. Um, right. Like they... Like they can really take it up to teams like Mexico, England, Argentina, uh, and, and and win against teams like Denmark and Tunisia. But when we've got kind of like pragmatic games to play, like we played Palestine in the Asian Cup, uh, in the World Cup qualifiers in the first phase, and we only won one nil, uh, one or two nil, I think, away from home. So they can be quite pragmatic, and if you just cast your minds back to um, the most recent World Cup qualifiers for 2022, we weren't really getting that many results against the Saudi Arabias or UAEs or, or, or Thailands. I can't remember if they were in our group. So it's, it's quite a pragmatic group. I, I think we could match it with the pace of Japan because it would open up the game for us. Whereas when we play like more defensively dis- disciplined sides, that, um, like, that might be the frustration of the casual fan, but I think it's just, it's just pragmatic in getting results. And... I think it, it it it's kind of like maybe a vibe like I think it's just it's just patience and they're just building results and you know it's knockout football we can be talking them up for the first three games and they can just run flat tomorrow you know so um but knock whenever it comes the knockout will come out come as a shock I'm sure because we we'll probably feel like we should have won that game but that's just the nature of knockout football I I, I think. Yeah. We're in a good position to avoid Japan and South Korea until at least the semi-finals. Um, I did some, I did some maps on it this morning. Almost missed the train because of it. <laughs> wow, I could, that's have, I could have saved it for the train ride, but I was too eager. <laughs> eager beat, we're gonna get stuck into it. I mean, I mean, you mentioned Japan, but Japan haven't looked exactly like world beaters so far no, either. And, and they, and but they, depending on the result they get, we might not even face them till the final. Um, Ibo's already finished his bugs. Oh. I know, all, all done. <laughs> yeah, we might not face them to the final, and you, you know they, they they haven't like yeah they haven't set the world alight like they've uh, lost to Iraq and uh, South Korea drew with Jordan for example. So we're doing we're doing well to um, just grind out results. Um, I didn't watch the Uzbekistan game, but. Uh, no. Q might have been in the rack a bit, you know, but we got the result. You didn't miss much, mate. You didn't we got miss the result. Very uneventful. Well, exactly. I watched the round of sixteen game. That's on at a good time. I might, I might not get that much sleep, but you know, um, I don't have to commute, so I just wake up for work uh, um, as late as I have to, <laughs> without being late. 
Gotta do it, man. Gotta support the boys, the Subway Socceroos. <laughs> yeah, look, the thing is, like, we have topped our group, and that's kind of the you know job done. Tick the box, whatever. But so hard to gauge form in this tournament because uh, it's not like a very uh, if that if that Asian federation, like the top twelve teams, like there's twelve really good teams, and those are the teams that normally play in the final round of World Cup qualification, like the six and six, but. The next 12 teams out of the 24 kind of do just make up the numbers. And it's really... And since they've moved from 16 teams to 24, it's tough to gauge like where you're at in your group. For example, when we won the Asian Cup, we had South Korea in our group and we finished second. And so we had the, the eventual finalists were both in the same group. Whereas in this group, the teams that have left the group with us are um, Syria and Uzbekistan. Um, they'll be lucky to make it past the round of 16 or quarterfinals themselves. So The Uzbeks outplayed us, quite frankly. Like This is the thing. I think no, no game that we've played so far, I've walked away from thinking to myself, like, oh, yeah, that was satisfying. I'm happy mm. with that. We're looking good. It's been very scrappy. But there's nothing yeah. wrong with getting results while playing scrappy at the end of the day. This is what Arnie likes to do. Yeah. Like, the game against Uzbekistan especially, like, we were nowhere and probably were lucky to get a draw. Like, that pen was a little bit... I don't know. Should have happened yeah, at Unite Round for Melbourne City. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't be comparing international referees to A-League referees, mate. The A-League referees are trash. We know that. Also, like, um, just on that, uh, a low-scoring game against Uzbekistan or any of these teams feels a lot different to a low-scoring game against, like, France or Argentina in the World Cup, you know? Because it's like, yeah. um, you know, it, it's like, oh, and in the World Cup, you think, oh, geez, it's a close game. We're in this, you know, we're a chance. But when it's against one of these teams, you're thinking, oh, why aren't we smashing them already, you know? Like, so. I think it's um, just like the pragmatic approach, you know. It's yeah, just, yeah. And like I'm saying, yeah, like I'm saying, you're playing, playing free games against teams that aren't going to, like, go far compared to, you know, in our World Cup group. We are playing against, um, we had two oppos- two teams of our opposition um, you know, France went to the final. Denmark, you know, pre-tournament were expected, were big things were expected of them, and previously made the semi, the semi-finals in the Euros. So we're playing teams that like could have deep runs. Whereas in the Asian Cup, we're playing teams that probably won't last long. Um, whereas, so it's really tough to gauge. Like we're not playing, we're not playing anyone that's like gonna test our button. So it's it's, it's a bit tough mm-hmm. to gauge. The comment here from Jay Howe five six seven on the Reddit. Jeremy Howe uh, cutting off my nuts. Yeah, Jeremy Howe, mate. He loves a bit of Reddit, apparently. <laughs> cutting off my nuts with a plastic knife would be more fun than watching Arnie Ball. It seems like um, perhaps a bit of hyperbole. Wow, there must <laughs> have also probably th- there must have been thirty thousand people. Um, those thirty thousand people from Fed Square and Amy Park in December must have all gone to the plastic. Uh, plastic knife um, ball surgeon <laughs> after that after watching that um, got good business yeah is it is it a personnel thing I think we're definitely missing Lecky in this tournament he adds so much to the national team and Goodwin yeah Goodwin didn't start in this game we we did add, we started Geordie Boss on the wing which I kind of toyed with earlier on uh, I think a couple of weeks ago on the pod but... uh, I told you I didn't like that idea and people on the internet seem to agree with me yeah, and that's that is the mark of a true take, isn't it? If it's people on the internet agree with you, then you're one hundred percent correct. We should just hang <laughs> right. this podcast. We should just say random <laughs> shit like we should be like Graham Arnold hates Sam Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it would get like the Daily Mail, The Guardian, uh, Sky News. That's a Robbie Slater take. That's what that is. We don't want Robbie Slater. Or Mark, or Mark Bos- Yeah, Robbie Slater saying the game should go back to Fox Sports. But All still- Mark Bosnich does is criticize everyone and <laughs> fail to provide solutions for anything. Calm down. We should move the game. We should move. We should move the game to to to, to Inter. <laughs> we should play games at three in the morning. Calm down, Bozza. Chill. <laughs> Bozza's like I'm at my most productive at three a.m. <laughs> With the, the lack of the lack of creativity, you know, we we started McGree against Uzbekistan. He didn't look quite up to snuff. Irvine and Backus don't really provide a whole lot going forward. And then if Boyle's not playing great, and Boss, you know, he's didn't didn't quite work out. It, it there's an issue of like who's going to provide that spark. Um, Mitch Duke is injured. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he didn't play against Uzbekistan. He's done. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, done. Not sure. Not not done. I'm not sure how long the injury is going to be for. Hopefully not too long, because Kashina Yangi as a striker didn't, didn't really work either. I would have loved to see Bruno start, but Arnie doesn't seem to like Bruno very much. He's too old. Too old? What do you mean? Too old, mate. Place for Melbourne victory, mate. Then why is he in the squad at all if he's not going to get played? Uh, because it's either him or Tap Claren. <laughs> or Taggart. Or Brain, Braden Borello. He's injured. Stamatolopoulos. Stamatolopoulos. Really? He scored a goal on the weekend. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, bring in players into the squad that you're actually going to use. Don't just bench warm the guy who's scored 17 goals in however many games in the A-League. Like, he's there. Use him. Uh, I know. I've been on soccer Twitter. Apparently, the A-League isn't as good as Bolton Wanderers. Oh, well, there you fucking go. Can't argue with that one, I guess. Jesus. But I'll ask you, uh, Bernie, question number two. This is for everyone, so we're all going to answer this. If you could put one former Socceroo in their prime into this team right now, who would it be? And I'll ask you first, Nicholas. Um, I want to ask you, how do you feel that you plagiarise that off Reddit? Very happy. Thank you, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I fucking Reddit. saw that the other day organically. <laughs> I don't have my own takes. Come on. You've got to find them somewhere. You've got to have inspiration somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Come on, Nick. What do you got for me? I'd go in the future and get LA Rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Actually, Harry's man striker, LA Rose. I'd I'd go into the future and get Prime Nestor Aaron Kunda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, let's take future players out of the equation. It's it's former Socceroos. Okay. I'll take Prime as his bitch when he was running down the wing. All right, as is Bayich. There you go. Um, okay, I'm gonna take Harry Kill. Oh, that was the top comment on the post. I didn't read the comments. This is actually original. Fuck you. Was the top comment on the post was Prime Harry Kill when he wasn't injured. I remember. He's looked at the top You're comment. Okay, I'll t- I'll t- I'm taking Harry Kill because I think the the big thing that this team lacks is creativity, and he is, you know, arguably the most creative player we've had in our history in terms of setting our goal. I'll take Scotty Chipperfield. <laughs> Chippers. Chippers ain't bad. I don't much. Better than Az's Bayich. Nothing against Az's uh, Bayich. Yeah, no, nothing against Az is. Funny legend. <laughs> there he is, the Melbourne City shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do you have one, Andy? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Timmy Cahill. I just, uh, yeah. yeah, big fan of Tim's and uh, feel like we, we could really use oh, that. Yeah. That really is that creative spark and just, you know, out of the blue, scoring absolute banging goals just all over the place. Yeah. Miss watching him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. 
hot takes on this podcast. We miss Tim Cahill. Yeah. He says, all right, what, what about this? What about a current player who you think, could, if, you know, if, if they were in the Socceroos squad right now, would be making a difference more so than the guys who are just not really doing anything at the moment? Current player that's not in the squad at all? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe chuck in uh, Apostolos Stamatopoulos. 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 Yes. Apologies to... Got the pronunciation wrong there. But, uh, yeah, he's just banging in goals uh, left, right and centre. So that sort of form, it's hard to say no. Massimo Luongo. Well. Blast from the past. Isn't he retired? Blast from the past. He only retired a month ago. Yeah, yeah it's still a, the good, a good midfielder to really pull the strength. I think we're really missing Aaron Moy as well. Like, not having Moy and Lecky compared to the World Cup squad is a huge difference, I think. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of I want to talent. create from deep. Exactly, mm. exactly. I love Irvine. Box to box, gets it done. Bacchus is a great screener, but no one's really setting players up from deep. Yeah. We should, just have, we should, we should be playing Nesta Rogue. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think he lacks a little bit of composure. Obviously, he's super talented, don't get me wrong, but um, sometimes I think he blazes away when there's a pass on, you know. And I, I love to see players attempt great goals, you know, but I feel like sometimes <clears throat> there's a better, clear option. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, I don't know how he'd go at an international level. He just wouldn't set up enough tap-ins for Jamie McLaren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Someone's got to set him up for him. Uh-huh. You, got, you can't blaze away. Point. You need to tap it in. <laughs> exactly. Just put it right to, you know, the, one of the posts or right in front of the goals and he'll be there. He will be there. With bells on, in fact. Young J-Mac. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the Asian Cup run thus far? Or shall we move on to the A-League itself? No, nah, I, uh, I think we've mostly covered it. Just, uh, yeah, eagerly awaiting the, uh, I think, the next game's on Sunday, isn't it? The, our first uh, yeah. knockout game. Yeah. Stressful. Very stressful. Yeah, I know. We'll see how we go, see who Indeed. we play, see if we can step it up a little bit in the football department. But as long as we're getting results, that is all that matters. All right, speaking of results, I'm going to rattle through the games that we saw over the past weekend. And if I just get my tab up, which I probably should have done already. But yes, Brisbane Raw took a loss to MacArthur 3-1. Wellington and Melbourne played out a one-all draw. Top of the table clash there, good stuff. Sydney beat Newcastle 4-0. Perth got the dub over Western Sydney 2-1, Central Coast 2-1 over Melbourne City, and Brisbane again was a 3-1 loss this time to Newcastle. So a few cheeky results, but I reckon we start with Melbourne City and Central Coast. Andy, how many times have you watched Terry Antonis and the Biff? Uh, only a couple, yeah. Enjoyed it, enjoyed it thoroughly, the whole process. I uh, bring back the Biff, I say. But yeah, you don't see, you don't see that that big of a melee that often these days in the, in the A-League, Andy, I guess. So. Follow-up question. When was the last time you saw City get a win? Like in person? Oh, in general. It's been a couple of, a couple of weeks without a win. City beat Western United yeah. uh, two match days ago. Yeah. Doesn't count. Yeah, that's They're, right. Uh, slid down the ladder. Ask- All right. And then the week before that, they beat Brisbane 8-1, so... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Doesn't count. That was Brisbane in its its pre-Zadkovic year. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Fuck you. Spoiler alert. Who's been appointed as the new Brisbane assistant manager? (laughs) Rizdkovic. No, it's Fraudkovic. Zadkovic. 
Zadkovic has been appointed the assistant. Zadkovic. Helping out Ben Khan over there. In the first game in charge, we lose 3 0 to a team that we had just beaten a couple of weeks ago. 3 1. Yep, 3 1. And you and, got a red card. And our best player got a red card with a filthy challenge. So, yeah, good to see Rubens already imparting his philosophy yeah. on football to the squad. Are you trying? Feeling very promising. Now, it just sucks, honestly. Like, we didn't want him back. No one wanted him back in the league. He's, he's a I poison. think I wanted Ruben toxic. back. I can speak for all A-League fans that Ruben is the best. <laughs> he's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's a fraud, shouldn't be here, and he's... Compl- we should get Ruben Zankovic on this podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't handle it, man. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the Rubens. How would you impart that? How would you conduct a Ruben Zankovic interview, Nick? Ruben, thanks for your time. Um, are the allegations true? Did you sign up for Brisbane just to piss off Deshaun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he heard that. He called him a fraud many times, and he's like, uh, mm. I'm going to join his team just to piss him off. Have you assaulted any players at Brisbane yet? <laughs> can you assault Deshaun for us? <laughs> it doesn't have to be alleged. You can do it for real. Oh, God. That's, that's no violence on this podcast, please and thank you. But yeah, Brisbane, two, three, one losses um, in, a, in the space of a few days. MacArthur and Newcastle, both games we got a red card, so feeling pretty good about myself. <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't know, there's not much to talk about, really. The defence is in absolute shambles. Tom Aldred's just gone gone to, I don't know, what he's doing, basically. The whole back four is, in, is just... Nowhere right now. We're letting in goals for fun. There's no effort. There's no desire. Should it and then, please inquire about Charlie Austin's availability. Well, interesting fact. Uh, there are. I'll, I'll just skip to this real quick. There are four. There are four players who are about to become naturalized Aussies uh, based on their visas. And those four players, if I'm not mistaken, are Jay O'Shea, Tom Aldred, Florin Berenguer, and I think Philip Curdo. So you know. I wouldn't say any of them are really Socceroos worthy. I don't know if you guys disagree or not. Oh, a bit yeah, of gear, but nah, like he'd be, he won't be able to get past O'Neill anytime soon. If you've got to factor yeah. in age, like they kind of have the same attributes. Of, yeah. And O'Neill's got like a higher ceiling. So Agreed. But what it does do is it frees up visa spots for Brisbane to go oh, out yeah. and procure some international players. And, and, and it's also a good yeah. sign too, like if they're naturalised, they might want to stay in the league longer. Um, you know, opportunity for other clubs to include them on their list. Quality stays in the country. Amen to that. I wasn't brother. aware J.O.S.A. was originally international. It's just a name. It's just a name that you hear. Irish. Sort of Irish. Oh, you know, honorary Aussie. Yeah, soon to be an actual Aussie, in fact. He has been here for a while, so good Good for Brisbane. Free up some spots, sign some internationals. Yeah, it probably has a cousin like eight removed, like six generations, uh, 12 generations back that probably stole a loaf of bread and came here. <laughs> was was that really necessary? Do we got to talk about convicts on this podcast? Uh, yep. Yeah, um, topical time of year. Maybe I should steer away from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let, uh, let's start talking politics, shall we? Australia Day or Invasion Day? No, we're going to leave that one alone. Uh, back to the game, the Melbourne City Central Coast game. It's the Unite game, not to be confused with yeah. Unite round. Sponsored by the APL. Oh, my God. Uh, you fucked the APL. But uh, <laughs> Melbourne City took the loss on this one. Uh, Andy, what did you make of the performance? Were you a little bit shocked? Were you a little bit 
appalled? Uh, Were you kind of just like, yeah? Yeah, just just a bit bit underwhelmed and disappointed, I guess. Not that long ago, we, as you just mentioned before, beat Brisbane eight one, and then. Western United 2-1, so it's not like we've been in a form slump as such. I know last week against the Wanderers at United Round wasn't great, but I uh, did expect a bit more from, from the lads, but yeah, it was 36-degree heat uh, on the day yeah. away against the Mariners, but yeah, just, uh, yeah, just it was just a bit of a, you know, a meh, meh performance, like hey, maybe the weather played into it a bit, but... Um, oh, yeah, stinking hot. Yeah. It Apparently was. didn't bother Angel Torres. Angel Torres was out there pulling the strings, mate, looking like an absolute class act. He wasn't. He wasn't a class act. It's it's because Uncle Torres knew what I was texting Andy, and he knew I was talking smack. So I, <laughs> I put the moz on him. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, hopefully turn around. Well, it was it was a thirty four. I googled it, and it was a thirty four degree forecast in Gosford. But apparently, the wet bulb. Uh, measuring technique for whoever they use, which is a bit more of a accurate, like on the ground, uh, feels like was only twenty eight, and like was like a safe, safe temperature to play with drinks breaks. But all right. the play was on the shady side. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was thirty six. Uh, I think Central Coast uh, deserve victors. City like only kind of woke up once they were conceding, which has been a theme this season. For us. So a bit timid. And a Garkovic banger to get, to get... Oh, the Croatian sensation, brother. <laughs> he hasn't minded banging goal once in no. a while. Should be getting some more game time now as well with uh, with Hamza Saki out uh, going back to France. True, true. He's getting quite a bit already, but yeah, you'd think he'd be starting to play full 90 most weeks now. Yes, especially if Terry Antonis keeps starting up bits. Do you guys think Antonis should be banned for that, by the way? No, I think you see a lot worse. I just think uh, it it led to uh, you know a lot of tensions boiling over. You know, it was late in the game on a hot day, and I, I yeah. Did he say something? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he. Like, surely you don't like lose your cool over unless something was said. He pushed. He pushed a player, which is what started the beef. So he pushed him, and then Farrell tried to grab his leg. I think, and then. Back, but, I guess yeah. it's unnecessary to push someone like at a dead end moment of the game. Like the ball's going to the Central Coast oh, yeah. with a minute to go. Yeah, it's definitely unnecessary, but I don't think it was ever like it wasn't. It wasn't dangerous or anything. It was just like a oh, bit no. of a dick yeah. move, you know. But it's a little bit unnecessary. There was an unnecessary fight in the Phoenix victory game as well. I don't know if you guys saw this, but when Rufa equalised. Well, make it one all. There was a fight in the stands. Some Wellington fans attacked some victory fans, which really? is obviously a bad look for the league. And allegedly, they will be getting banned from the stadium, which I think is the right way to go. But it is interesting. Like the two top teams played one all draw, a little bit cheeky. You know, it's very even. Stevens mm. up there at the top right now. They've they've been kind of neck and neck for weeks now. Those two. I talked to a yeah. Melbourne victory fan in the office today. Um, we keep yeah. the A League banter alive, you know, City versus Victory, you know. Gotta <laughs> gotta keep them on their toes. Gotta uh, fly the flag, Yeah, send a few Melbourne City related gifts in the team's chat, you know. Not this week you wouldn't be. Nah. No, but they were they were disappointed. I'm like, oh what's to be disappointed about? Like, you know, you were playing Wellington, the top team, it's like, oh yeah, it's like it must just be one of those games, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair shout. Fair, fun fact, by the way, Alex Paulson has only conceded one goal outside of the box all season. So he's, he's very he's good. Yeah, he's a gun. Indeed. He is indeed. Uh, other games, I think it's probably worth mentioning Sydney FC, the 4 0 win. They've won four out of their last five. Would you, Ed, Nick, do you think that Sydney are the most informed team in the league right now? No. They lost no. the United round. Yeah, but they've won. They won four out of their last five. Central Coast is the most informed team in, in the A League. All right, fair enough. I'll, I'll cop to that. Really? I'm not saying Sydney are bad, but I'm just saying like uh, Central Coast uh, have the longer undefeated run. Central Coast have also won four out of five, and that 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 out of that one out of five being a draw, not a loss. Yes. Uh, who was that draw to? Was it Victory or someone like that? Oh yeah, it was to Victory at Unite Round a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Melbourne victory, have... two out of five wins. It's a pretty pretty odd record they have. Yeah, it's it very odd. odd. All, all draws. They're still undefeated, Melbourne victory. Still, yeah, still time for... I don't think the premiership race is over. Like, nah. I could see... Well, no, I, could see I could see Wellington and victory dropping four points respectively to Western Sydney or Central... Western Sydney or Central Coast jumping up the ranks. I think the only two teams who are just like not even relevant this season are Western United and Perth. Everyone else can still make finals in, in my books. Even Newcastle and Brisbane? Yeah. I don't see Brisbane yeah. or Newcastle as relevant. With Stamatolopoulos playing the way he's playing, Newcastle can do anything. Mate. Yeah, but it's it just doesn't have the ensemble. It just doesn't have it just doesn't have the ensemble to go with it, you know. Stamatolopoulos is great, but like you just He's let down by his team, you know. Fair. So you'd write off Newcastle, Brisbane, Perth, and Western United. Yeah. Uh, 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 Melbourne City are on the cliff face, I reckon. But, but that's a bit yeah, harsh that, because it's... Yeah, you look at the table, it's it's quite tight. Like, um, Sydney in sixth place on 18 points and Brisbane in ninth on 17, Newcastle on 16. So, uh, you know, it is very tight and there could be a lot of movement. But uh, I think yeah, one way to, to go. Yeah. Wellington well, one to four, so Wellington victory, Western Sydney Central Coast are lock for finals, and then the battle is going to be between five to eight, Macarthur Sydney Adelaide and um, City. So you can. I honestly think that with with Tally at the helm, I don't I don't see Sydney missing out. Um, oh, I, yeah, but you got to look so. at the points currently. Uh, Sydney has one yeah, 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 five. Of course. Yeah. Um, but you got to look at the points currently. Revisit in two to two to four weeks. If Sydney have jumped ahead six points clear of the next team, then yeah, you're right. You'll be right. Like they started off the season so badly, and then since Talley's taken over, they've really like stepped it up. I think. And you've got you know Lolly's in fine form, looking great. Christian Patty Wood, sorry, not Christian. Christian Wood's a basketball player. Patrick Wood, is it? Yeah, that's it. He's got bleach blonde hair. He does. He's hard to miss, but he's scoring goals, looking pretty good. Oh, he's, Fabio Gomez it's pretty easy to miss goals. if he's playing in the sunny side of the stadium. <laughs> um, I got a question. Um, you know, Sydney have transformed themselves with Uf- Ufuk Tale um, as the mm. as the coach. They signed him after only three rounds. It was you know impressive, swift move of biz- biz- uh, business. Why did Brisbane Raw uh, wait so long to? Um, What's his face? Ross Aloisi left on his own terms to go to um, join Kevin Musket as an assistant coach at Shanghai Port. Uh, Alex Alex, in fact, checked me on that one. 
Shout out, shout out Verds. Um, shout out Verde one time, hell yeah. Um, why did Brisbane wait so long to sign the men they want? And why did they do it only as an assistant coach? Ruben Zadkovic. Grow up, move Ross on, has been moving out of, forward. Ross has been out of Brisbane since like Christmas. They could have gone Zadkovic any time. He's been a free agent, my guys. You get, you get this Ben. Why? Why do you think Ruben Zad? What do you think Ruben Zadkovic brings to the table? He's got like, he goes to training. He looks at all of the players and he's like, "You gotta work, bitch." And the players just <laughs> why work. Is he American? Why is he American? <laughs> oh my! It's God. a reference to RuPaul's Drag Race. You would get it if ah, uh, if I was cultured. Yeah. Ah, alas, I am not cultured. I do not watch television shows unless it's a Jackie Chan movie. But moving forward, a uh, bit of a shock. Name one Jackie Chan movie. Rush Hour, Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3, Shanghai <laughs> Nights, Karate Kid, the remix. Sorry, the, re- the, the remix. reboot. <laughs> yeah, it's a sick dubstep remix. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, so we- the last game I want to mention was the Western Sydney-Perth game. A bit of a shock to see the Wanderers go down to lowly Perth. And I don't, yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys agree, but like Western Sydney just don't seem consistent. They don't seem nearly as scary as they did last season. Um, what yeah. do you think the issue is there for, for, for Roods? I don't know what the issue is to us. Um, yeah, like like you said, they just don't seem as, as scary as last year, and no, they just don't seem to have have that dog in them, you know, like they did last year. <laughs> so, you know, like oh, that dog. I'm still pretty scared dog. by Mar- Marcella. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's a scary dude. But as a, as a whole, I don't know. They they've got a different feel about that team this year than compared to last season. Um, I really like mm. Marco Rodan as well as a coach. I think he's he's a great asset to them, and they do oh. have a good list. But, Very asset to them, but know. if he's not on your team, he's a wanker. Oh yeah, I think that's uh, a pretty fair, 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 fair comment to make. He is, but he's entertaining to watch, you know, in his press conferences and, and everything like that. But yeah, yeah, I can see how he rubs people the wrong way. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint what the problem is like on field for them as to why they're not getting the results, uh, especially at home against. I'll tell you uh, why. I'll tell you why they don't. They don't have Brandon Morello. Simple as that. The man. Yeah. Is oh, I was gonna say that, but I thought I'd be too basic for Fair making point. that comment. I love basic takes. You called me out earlier, Nick. I get all my takes from Reddit. I don't have any original opinions whatsoever. You should, you should just do Reddit posts when like to do our research. I, I do. That's where I get all my research from. There's no actual. Yeah, but you should you should create your own post. Oh be yeah. Like, when, when you're like, who are the best five in four melee players? I'm just gonna be like. On Reddit. Andy. Who are the best five in four melee players? <laughs> <laughs> top comments. Andy's Take top them. cobs. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> G'day, guys. Andy from the four-man wall here. Who, are, who would your top cobs of the season be? <laughs> Listen to the pod to find out. That's good marketing, that is. That's good marketing. Oh, Jesus. Anything else from the games that you guys want to bring up, or shall we move on to the news? Uh, yeah, well, good win for Perth, eh? But first away win since 2022, I believe. Wow, that's insane. Or 2021, yeah, was, yeah. I can't remember. 22, I think. Oh, it was insane. like over a year. It's a shock, but good to see Perth grab a win. Obviously, they're in dire straits right now with the 
ownership situation, so they need all the wins they can get to, I don't know, portray themselves as a as a marketable brand, I guess, all that kind of stuff. Ah, Jesus. I hope they find ownership soon. But um, let's yes, start. the news. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk things. Lots of things have happened. It, it must be said. So I mentioned Borello already. He's re-signed with Western Sydney for three more seasons. Pretty exciting stuff yeah. for the Wanderers. And a few transfers. So uh, Central Coast have replaced Tulio in theory with a fellow by the name of Ronald Barcelos, I believe is his name. Yes, Ronald Barcelos on loan from Portimonense. Should be fun. Should be exciting. Yeah. Can you see him play? Uh, Alexander Popovich, the centre-back. He has signed on for K-League team, oh, God, Guangzhou FC. Guangzhou. Yep, there you go. Do you think Popovich will succeed in Korea, Andy? I thought you were talking about Guangzhou in China. I wasn't listening. You were talking about nah, the K-League. Guangzhou, Guangzhou <laughs> FC. Nah, I've got K-League. no idea how to say it then. <laughs> Always listen to your fellow podcasters, people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know much about the K-League to... To really know how to go over there, but best of luck to him. I hope he does well. As you know, you always want Aussies to do well overseas, and um, mm. yeah, it'll be definitely a challenge for him. It'll be a test. Um, it'll be yeah, very different over there, obviously. But um, yeah, hopefully he goes and sets the world alight over there and has a long career. Future Socceroo? Potentially, he's he's showed good signs. Um, still got a fair bit of work to do, obviously, but um, still young. And, uh, yeah, I don't see why mm-hmm. he couldn't be playing for the Socceroos within a few years. Speaking of Aussies going overseas, Tommy Urich has joined ISL club North East United. Are we going to start watching the Indian Super League, fellas? Uh, yes. Yeah, the cum dog's there. <laughs> True, I'll watch yes, that. Yes, the cum dog is there. As is Dimi Petrados, fellas. As is Dimi Petrados. And I guess the, the biggest one is, yeah, Hamza Saki has left to go back to France uh, just two weeks after making his loan deal permanent, um, citing personal reasons. So I guess, Nick, like, how much does an Im- how much of an impact does this, does this make on Melbourne City's campaign to lose their central midfielder? Oh, yeah, it'll make an impact. Um, I think they'll be fine. Like, okay. No, it's just... Okay. It's just Sorry, hot take. Yeah, like it's just it's just misfortunate timing, really. What's uh, Melbourne City to do? They still got like midfield stocks like Ugarkovic, Arslan, uh, Lapane. <laughs> Don't like Lapane. Um, He's a bit average. Terry Antonis. Terry Antonis. Never get more than twenty <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think they should sign some, like a replacement? Are they in need of another central midfielder in terms of backup? I heard Marco Tilio's on the market. Not a central midfielder, but yes. I reckon they should sign. Um, what's his name? Jude Bellingham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, what's so iconic about his celebration, Jude Bellingham? All he literally does is puts his arms out. It's not like. It's no like Sue, you know. <laughs> it's got nothing. It's got nothing on the Max Burgess shimmy. Did you guys see the Max <laughs> Burgess shimmy? Yep, <laughs> he loves the shimmy. Yeah, hell, mate. I don't know what a shimmy, shimmy is. Ah, oh, come on, Nick, do a shimmy okay. for us. You can do it. Oh, Andy's got it a lot. <laughs> Alan Didak used to do it as a celebration and in, in the footy. Exactly, Alan Didak's a goddamn 
Legend. Indeed. And then I guess the final piece of transfer news is Salim Khalifi joining Victory from Perth on loan for the rest of the season. I don't know if you guys saw the story, but it sounds like Perth were forced into this move. Courtesy of the yeah. APL, they kind of just said, you got to do this. Like, I don't even it's know what it is. It's too sad for it to be PK League moment. I could have made it. I'm like, what league makes you sign other players? Tells tells you to sign sign away players to your to your rivals, but it's too sad. What makes it sad though, Nick? What what makes that particular story a sad one? Well, in, well, you know, clubs in ideal world would have independent ownership and mm-hmm. be able to, you know, um, hold on to their assets. Their players are their assets. And their assets, because the greater the asset, the better chance it gives you of having financial reward through premierships and championships and then player sales. Yep. You know, if they don't have control over their assets, their players, then they're unable to control their finances and destiny. It's like, you know, it's the APL's way of the APL's acting like the bank on, you know, someone who's gone bankrupt. And saying you got to move on your asset, it's 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 a textbook definition because the APL is now because uh, of the ownership limbo, which what's which is what makes the story sad. The APL technically controls uh, Perth Glory, uh, yep. and I might I'm not exactly sure if that's 100 percent true, but mm. but because there's but it's the APL's way of saying look, the, the transfer was made at the APL's direction and not by. Perth Glory themselves. So it is sad. And really the only way, the only sustainable solution is that Perth Glory is able to rectify its ownership situation. Um, We can't afford to have too many more clubs under APL control, in my opinion. Um, Especially, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not the AFL where we just, you know, all the clubs are owned by one business. Yep. That being the AFL. We're, We're... with private ownership and it comes with its own challenges, but the APL is meant to be a governing body, not not a um yeah a ruler a ruler. Mm. Yeah, I tend to agree. It's it's not the best story in the world. Obviously, mm. coming off the heels of all that mass um, staff cuts as well, it's all a bit crazy. Mm. And on that, um, the Central Coast Mariners boss man Richard Pale or Peel. He, he came out and he said that he believes the culls, the staff cuts, are a chance to learn some harsh lessons and uh, will be the start of a new beginning for Australian football. So he's trying to see the, the bright side of things. And he actually cited the fact that the Scottish Premier League is run by about 20 people as compared to the A-Leagues, which was you know run by 90 before this staff cut. Yeah, right. So, I don't know, Andy, okay. do you kind of agree with him or do you think he's talking shit? No, I definitely agree. Yeah, I, I do agree with him. I think when when you're cutting literally half your staff, if that's not a wake up call, then what is? You know, like it, it has to be a new mm. beginning for the APL, and they they have to change things. And we've we've seen that. Um, you know, they're gonna cut the spending that they've done on keep up or cut keep up altogether, as we spoke about last week. But yeah, they they've got to learn from the mistakes over the past few years and um, focus on the the football uh, and not everything else. Not that's not football related, you know, and hopefully, uh, this is the big, you know, wake up call and kick in the ass that they need to run a successful yeah. league. That's all we can hope for. I tend to agree, I tend to agree. 
Ah, morbid stuff. We'll move forward. Uh, this isn't a piece of news, but I saw on Reddit because I love the Reddit. And there was a bloke going to a, uh, a game at Amy Park, and he was a little bit confused over where he should sit. So a simple question, Nick. It is a burning question. This is important. Where is the best place to sit in Amy Park? Oh, he's a uh, good question, Laz. Oh, he's got that. Okay. I'll tell he's you where it's not the best right. place to sit. The corners. Shit. Shocking. Okay. Get them out. Okay. All right. Uh, I like... We've narrowed it down. <laughs> uh, controversial take. I like sitting, like, at the top behind the goals in the centre. Mm. In the centre. Not too far back, but, like... But... Important is that to be, yeah. Important is to be in line, like you're at the cinema, in the middle, in line with the middle of the goals, on on the vertical axis rather than the horizontal axis. Um, mm-hmm. It it does get a bit one dimensional when you're further away, but I think they those seats provide the best. Um, like it provides like vantage point. You get you get the most. You get like the full image of the pitch in your in your vision. Uh, when you sit on the sideline, it's how you're meant to watch it, like on TV. And you do have better... You, you do see both goals and ends better, uh, more evenly. Mm. But I like sitting behind the goals because you don't have to move your neck as much. Um, it mm. does get far away. It, like, yeah, the play does get far away, but you can still see, like, the overlapping runs and players working together. You know, it's it's the, it's the angle and the direction that the players play the game in. The players play the game in a forward direction. Um, and, and so it's it's just a... It's just, like, perspective I like to watch it in. You can't watch it like that when you watch the TV. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, may as well... May, may as well, you know... If I'm going to buy a ticket, may as well, you know, buy something that I can't get at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where the fans are too. Most passion. Uh, That's it. Do you agree, Andy? Is that where you like to sit when you go to a game? Yeah, I mean, most of the time, like, because um, Nick and I are season ticket holders, so we've got our, the same seat every week, essentially, which is mm-hmm. not, like, in the middle behind the goals, but slightly over. And that's a good spot. But, yeah, I, I do agree with uh, what Nick's saying about you know getting a full view of the pitch and from that angle, I think it is good. Yeah, it's it's not like perfect. It's definitely flawed, but like get me wrong, we're asking about my personal opinion here. If you want to shell out to get the to to pay for um, a seat that's probably the best on the wing and probably the most expensive because it is objectively the best. That's your guess, but mm. I'm talking about mm. I'm paying for a $30 ticket, and I think this is going to be my best value, and I think it's going to do for me. Yeah, and what I like definitely. about Amy Park, too, is that behind the goals, it goes all the way up to the back, whereas especially, like, level one, it only, like, if you get, go on the wings, you can only go, you're pretty shallow. Yeah. And you have that steep terrace behind the goals, and it's really unique to Amy Park, um, and I really, that's yeah. what I really enjoy about yeah, I do. I do enjoy that about Amy Park is the steep terrace. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a good value for money, like you said. But if you if you take money out of the equation, yeah, level two on the wing is perfect. But obviously, that's the premium seats, uh, the big dollars. Big money moves, brother. All right, beautiful stuff. You don't know anyone who can get those big dollars. Henry Potts. <laughs> <laughs> Friends that sit up there. <laughs> no. 
Nick, if you if you feel up to it, back to back takes. I was gonna ask, do you have a peak moment of the week no, for us? No, it was boring this week. Move on. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> I can't think oh, of anything. Okay. Sorry, listeners. What about what about this news that's come out about the um, Marco Tilio ad from last year that apparently cost the APL three million dollars? <laughs> have you guys seen that? Uh, I remember when it was when that just came out. I was seeing it everywhere. It was even on like MTV or something like just as a regular music. <laughs> it's a music video. video. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like these boys coming real first in the future? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one. That's the one. TK Mazer. Yeah. Yeah. Heard that song so many times. Yeah, nah, it's future looking bright. That's the one. <laughs> <You> spit it <laughs> for us. knows it well. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one ad campaign that matters, and you've got to have a team. Shout out to Yoshi. Indeed. Uh, one more piece of news before we get to split the wall. Western United doing some things, but allegedly it looks as though their uh, stadium not really making any progress. Still looks the exact same. Oh, trying to look the same. Yeah, inside man, Nicholas Brazier. He's seen it firsthand. More like outside from a two-kilometer distance. <laughs> Still <laughs> no good. So I was just going to ask you, like, where... Where should Western play their home games if they can't get the stadium ready in time? Oh, they shouldn't have got their license. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Canberra. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens when you have a condition. You know, you should stick to a conditional license. Like, um, where should they play? Well, I think they should try playing the Western suburbs, not not in Ballarat or Amy Park. They should where? Well, they could play a club in the Western. They could play at Night Stadium. Um, I was talking to a Western United fan in the office. They said um, they really, uh, in Fraser's Rise, they're training one of their training grounds where the women plays an absolute carpet to play on, but it doesn't have the infrastructure mm. to host like any crowds. Like well, it can host right. a crowd, but like your it's like a it's it's your you would be standing on the fence. You're not like having it like mm. a, a deep crowd. Um, yeah, it'd be like a row of standing on the fence. Um, they need to get into that training venue. Like this, though. They really do. It seems like um, GMHBA is off the table. They're, the owners of that uh, park are very much Geelong Cats affiliated, and they don't want anyone else playing on there. Which is I don't think enough. that's the, I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, GMHBA yeah. hosts the cricket. It's just that it's not profitable when they play at GMHBA. Um, yeah, it's an oval. Like they could play it. Yeah. they could play it at stadium. They could play at night stadium. Icon Park. Icon Park. Honestly, Icon Park could even be better than Amy. Um, probably not. Yeah, really? Yeah, I don't probably. know. I don't. I don't know about the the whole oval stadium, especially when you've got already small crowds. I don't think it's doing you any yeah. more favors. Where else could they play? I mean, play at like Melbourne Night Stadium. Yeah. Something like yeah. that, I think, would be would be good because it's it's the right size and you or know, Marsden sure. Park in Ballarat. Ballarat's a bit far yeah, away. It is a bit far away. Yeah, but... better than nothing. It's better than nothing. They should play down at the Footscray Ranges. Go on then. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, by yeah, the way, the just on Western United, go and go and check out their new merch line uh, as combined with Unwanted FC. You can buy a fancy new tote bag. They look very very schmick. Only available for two weeks. Ooh. Get in there quick. Ooh. That's it, mate. Get in there quick. <laughs> but I reckon we might be just about ready to split the wall, fellas.
Our new soundboard. Play the motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> Play the motherfucking music, Nick. Yeah, I, I, oh, look, I'm, I'm sure I could find a free bit of software out there or I can pirate something. You never know. <laughs> I have faith with these things. But this is the segment where we debate a topic. Each of my beautiful co-hosts, only the two today, get to argue a point for 60 seconds. See what there is to see. The reigning champion, Andy, is going to pick first today. It should be, it should be, the, it should be the challenger that picks first. No, If you're really no, a champion, no. if you're really, a, you know, like, if you're really a champion, you should be able to defend any position. Ah, just, anywhere, anytime. Just clutching at straws. Look, I'll <laughs> Andy agrees. I'm, I'll hap- I'm, I'm happy to give up the choosing rights today, uh, just to see how we go. Mate, Nick's just trying to be a control freak and run the podcast the way he wants it to be run. <laughs> that oh, is damn, true. This is ridiculous. Get your shirts up on the wall and then you can talk to me, all right? Only if you have shirts on the wall do you have a real real opinion. What are you talking true. about? We are definitely don't have cameras on for this podcast. No cameras. What? Yeah, no, no, never cameras. <laughs> Regardless, the topic for today, and this is this is based on, again, a Reddit post that I oh. saw basically. <laughs> You're getting sent to the net. You're getting. You're going to be put on a ship and be sent, sent to a penal colony. What is? What? You're a content okay. thief. Okay. All right. Calm down. But just another week, more problems with Paramount Plus. No one likes it. It's a bit shit. Really yes. We have. Oh, if you if you ask the question, I think you're going to ask. I was going to ask uh, what what um streaming service would you guys pick. Oh, I'm- Pretty sure we've already done this. Last ah. season. Last season? Damn it. Well, that's embarrassing. All right. Let me, um, let me scramble there. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Fine. Split the wall. Would the league be better with or without Western United? Mm, would the league be better? Hmm. It's mm. a tough one. Yes. That was a tough one. <laughs> All right, I'm going first. Uh, Are you actually happy to give him the the choosing rights, Andy? As as a one-off, I'll do it. As a one-off, suck my nuts, Andy. This is the Uh, If I win, if I win, this is... I'll take it back. All right, I'm going first. All right, have you got your argument ready to go? Oh, yeah, bingo, bango, bongo. Bingo, bango, bosh. Three, two, one, go. Of course the league would be better with Western United, in it? You know why? Have you actually been to a Western United game? It's a great family club. You've got kids of all ages going, it's a project, you know? Uh, Western United, green and black. Great colours, mate. They look great on the shirt. Um, I think the issue is they just don't have the stadium. You get them in a stadium, you, you need to make their games look more full. Unfortunately, all you see at Amy Park is empty seats. It's not good. Get them in their stadium. They'll be pumping, mate. Uh, it's, it's a project club. Uh, what, just because they were rushed in uh, in the Fox Cell era doesn't mean we should, you know, do the steps to ensure that they can be successful now and, and to be celebrated. So I think we should uh, embrace them, even if it was a mistake, embrace it and do what we can to make them successful. The death of any club in the A-League is a bad result unless it's the future consequence of promotion and relegation. Wow. Strong points. Mm. And I believe you finished with, what, five seconds to spare there. There it is. Time up. Okay. What's the word? He did. That was impressive. All right. 
Uh, Nick making the most of his opportunity to go first there. Well, and not the most of. I left five seconds on the table. <laughs> you said a lot, though. There were some good points in that. I didn't mind that argument at all. Andy, do you feel confident you can uh, rebuff? Oh, I don't know. After that, you set a, set a high precedent. I'll have to... Well, quit it playing crack. nice and just shut up. And shut up. <laughs> shut up. Well, you've got to argue that the league would be better off without Western United, so... Uh, you're ready, they, let's do wait, it. Wait, that they're better off without them? I thought that's what Nick was arguing. No, nah, Nick said better off with them. Oh, shit, okay. I did not... No, uh, he wasn't even listening not to understand me. that clearly. Okay, all right. Quick change up. Alright. Yes, sir. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, well, the A-League definitely would be better off without Western United because they're draining on resources in the league. The games are horrible to watch with no one in the, in the crowd, no atmosphere. It's, uh, like Nick said, they're, they're work in progress and they'll always be a work in progress, you know. They're it says it's just a just a drain on the league and the, the league's resources and this this debacle of where they're gonna play their games, where the stadium's gonna be, all this in the future. Feels like it's never gonna end never gonna end, you know, and I can't see their, their fan base growing growing at all. And uh, yeah, I just think they don't don't bring anything for anyone really. So short and sweet. Get rid of Western. That's it. Bring in someone full better. Lady Maguire. Yep, that's it. You've full Eddie <laughs> Maguire. Did you get your City like Club was once a struggling club? When yeah, City well, going to improve? Mate, we, You're throwing stones right. from glass houses. Be optimistic, Andy. Hey, we, right, we, we so got Nick bought Nick's out. The... Oh, no, who's going to buy Western United out? Let's see if you're going to buy them too. or. Oh, that would be a conflict of interest, mate. That's what that would be. Bloody hell. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> did you say that the games were shit to watch? Yeah. I don't want to go to Amy Park. They want a championship. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't wrong, mean it's Andy. good to watch. Uh, also play shit football, John Aloisi, sort it out. All right. Unfortunately, I, th I think, uh, Nick, you've manipulated the results a little bit by convincing... Andy, to let you go first on that one. Why not? But you also definitely came through. You came through pretty hard with some arguments there. The green and black is a good color scheme. It's a family club for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that many people go to the games, but I'm sure there are some kids who go sometimes. Western I will give it to you, Nick. Yeah, I'll give it to you, Nick. You are the champion of Split the Wall for uh, match day 13. I'm very proud of you. Uh, you know, sweet Caroline, Western United all the way, baby. Sweet Caroline. What's that goal song? That's what yeah. I need to do. Uh, I owe it to the four-man wall to do a power ranking list of the top goal songs. Ooh, that could be a split wall for next week. Who has uh, the best goal nah, song? Yeah. Individual list. All right. Maybe uh, the next, next edition top of comes. Andy's top... Nick's top, Andy's top cobs is the segment, Nick. You can't jump in on everything that Andy Nick's does. Nick's top songs. Yeah. The Triple J hottest 100 countdown, but it's for the A-League. Oh, yeah, that's on this weekend, eh? Yeah, it Maybe is. that's we can do it next week. It'll be, in, it'll be in the theme. Have you guys voted for your top songs? Nah. Uh, I'll tell you, if Doja Cat wins, it'll be the shittest win of all time. Jesus. Nah, it's, no, it's not even... It's like... It's, 
I don't. It's not even a. It's not even one of her best songs. It's just. It's just got a good flow, and that's it. That song. It should be the Adelaide United theme song. You know, paint the town red. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Good marketing idea. Yeah, the red. Yeah, it's catchy. It's, <laughs> oh, it's it's like it doesn't even it just doesn't stack up to her old work. You know, a bit of say so, bit of yeah. a bit of juicy. I keep it juicy, juicy. I keep that pump. All right. I think with that, we're going to wrap things up unless you guys have any more points to bring up over the week in A-League action. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, nothing else from me. All right. Well, I finished my beer feeling pretty good about myself. I enjoyed myself today. I hope you guys did as well. I just want to say, I've done this whole football podcast while holding a Sharon. Yeah, it's a Sharon rule. It's a Sharon rule. Yeah. Only reason I voted for you and split the wall is because I saw your hand passing earlier to yourself. It looked like a very good form right there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a good guess. All right. Well, you can check us out on Instagram at Online High Media and at fourman.wall, I believe. Shout out to Nick's partner for setting that one up. It's looking very, very good www.onlinehighmedia.com for all of the content. It's all good shit. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google We're Podcasts. We're better than Rear of the Grid. We, we, we are better than Rear of the Grid. It was a successful episode last week. We did good in the views. We did do good in the views. We're also a better podcast than Football Friends with Ben and Steph. And we're a much better podcast than the Backfloor Podcast. So. Steph's been doing some market research. I tell her, yeah. it's a bit too much. I'm like, no, nah, we're the only podcast that exists in the A-League. Stop doing market research. There's no other podcast. There's no other podcast at all. And with that, I think we'll leave you to it. This has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you all. Football friends, a friend for life. Hold on to the positives, all right? I like to keep a smile on my face and keep my glass half full. Although it is empty right now, I'm quite dehydrated.